We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Datatuli, with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, this evening. Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. Thank you. And thank you, fine folks, for rolling with us on a Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. You can always get involved with the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. You can always also watch us, twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam, or search 105.3 The Fan, or yeah, 105.3 The Fan on YouTube. Shout out to the foregrounders that pull up to the YouTube and the Twitch. We love the backgrounders as well. I just, I'm not going to get used to it, apparently. (laughs) I, I'm just not going but, to. But the foregrounders, I have a special affinity to because they're looking at us. I just pointed at you right now, and you're awesome. Yeah, that's that was Blake Elliott pointing directly into camera if you want to see that. Again, <laughs> 105 through the fan on YouTube or twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Camp. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we, we answer a question for each of the non-Super Bowl playoff teams. We might not answer all of them, but yes, of course, that includes your Dallas Cowboys. But right now... You know, still, we're coming off of the championship game weekend. I mean, a really fun game, a few games. But within this, we had some kind of interesting, I guess, narratives coming in with certain quarter, or certain quarterbacks. Part, my favorite part of sports. And, I mean, it's interesting because you get to these high stakes and what, uh, you know, of games. And ultimately, we build... We build legacies off of these games in January and February. We, you know, we, we just develop uh, ideas of folks that are, you know, far reaching and long running. And so with that being the case, do you look at Lamar and Jared Goff, the, you know, the two team, two quarterbacks of the teams that lost mm-hmm. differently? Do you look at Brock Purdy differently? Obviously, <laughs> we could talk about all the quarterbacks, but one of these guys is off limits, right? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is very established in who he is he keeps doing as the best in the league right now. And we might have to have a question about like where he stands. Like, time. You know, he, he's starting to be in that level of the conversation. What six years into this? Mm-hmm. Seven years, if you talk about to draft. So, yeah, wild, wild stuff. But Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy. Do you look at any or all of them differently now? Yeah. So let let let's start with Lamar because I feel like he was probably the one that had the most eyeballs on him for won an MVP before. Obviously, probably going to win another one this yeah. year. Number one seed. We saw what he did last time. We had the number one seed in MVP. Lost to Tennessee Titans. Yeah. This time, um, wins one game against a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, which I think most people picked him to win that game. Yeah. Um, and then has his, his tough test and isn't able to come through versus the Chiefs. I, I think I look at him a little bit differently in the postseason of 
it seems like he got a little bit in his own head. I don't think the talent is really like, oh, my God, he's not as talented as some of his other guys. I still think he is a top four quarterback with with um, Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, personally. I still mm, have okay. him probably at four. Um, four, three can fluctuate. Um, I do look at him a little bit differently, just not being able to – you were the best quarterback this year, not being able to play at the highest level because I think outside of even Patrick Mahomes – he didn't play his best uh, game, mm-hmm. Mahomes aside. So I, I think in a little bit, I do look at him in a little bit of a different light. I also think his play calling kind of let him down, um, Todd Munkin and the boys. So I would say let, let's start with Lamar. I think I look at him slightly differently just as far as a playoff performer. I mean, I don't slightly, think any, slightly. No, I hear you. I don't think anybody will uh, will be surprised to hear what I say here. I've been very clear about like appreciating and liking Lamar Jackson's mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. Um, for a while. And no, I don't. I don't view him particularly differently mm-hmm. at this point. Um, now, and part of this is, if you ask anybody why the why the Ravens did not get over top in that game, what are the things that pop up? People will talk about the fact that they didn't run the football, mental errors. Uh, people will talk about mental errors. Which who are we speaking of when we're talking about that? <laughs> right, right. I, I don't think that anybody is going to. Wow, Lamar Jackson really did not win that game unless you're just talking about in that general scope of the way that we talk about every game and I mean, the, the way that a quarterback That, that interception involved. wasn't great either. No, it wasn't. And I think that that's, that's a fair thing that you could put at his feet, right? And the um, fumble early where he was loose with the ball. The fumble, his, his tackle on his blind side, that's the whole mm-hmm. reason why we have a left tackle and why that left tackle's position is, that, is elevated. That, his, Ronnie Stanley got beat there. No, he, he 100% did, and I think – he was in the pocket for a while, if I remember correctly, on the play. It wasn't like a two-second, a guy got beat inside, and he ran right on top mm-hmm. of him. It was like he kind of fell, went behind him, and then came from behind and kind of hit his arm down. I, I would love Lamar Jackson to be aware, pocket presence. Hey, my it's been a couple seconds I've been in the pocket. I should go and take off and run. And that was my biggest critique of him in that game is it felt like, we talked about this earlier, it felt like he was almost trying to prove the haters wrong, that he could be a pocket passer solely. I think that that's, that, that's a fitting narrative, but I think also there's something to be said for it's clear that he has all season made more time happen by using his legs to create uh, create more time. Like I, I think that that was part of his game. I think we saw, I think we saw a game that was fairly uh, in that same vein of what we've seen from Lamar most of the time. And, yeah, uh, somebody said give Lamar that playoff heat for not performing. I, again, they got down the field multiple and, times and, in the way, way that and, this went. It felt like more more than anything, they got out they got out schemed when it came to Steve Spagnuolo versus and, uh, versus Todd Monken, and then you had turnovers in the red zone, and then the, the I mean that that was what it felt like was the difference and, in this game more than anything. This is the hard part. The scope that we grade them on is now on a higher scale. We got to remember they're in the in, they're in the AFC Championship. So a lot of these quarterbacks that you might argue are Herbert or Burrow, whatever, Josh Allen, they did, but they didn't even make it to this point to be graded on this scale. So some of these guys that don't make it like, we're like, oh, he didn't perform well in the AFC Championship, but he got to the AFC Championship. Some of these guys haven't even made it there, and we want to put them above or say that they're whatever. Like I know some people were saying Dak is better than Lamar. Lamar, I mean, Dak hasn't made it to an NFC Championship. So we can't say, well, he would have done this, he would have done that. Lamar, did he play his greatest game in the AFC Championship? No. No, I and I, I understand the people that are like, that is that is the thing that you 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 know talk to him about. And you mm-hmm. know what? Fair enough, right? There there have been a few games in the playoffs where he hasn't played up to his mm-hmm. entirety, the entirety of his capability. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, 
that I think that game could have easily like a couple of plays that are not Lamar Jackson's plays. Zay Flowers you. doesn't fumble. We have a different game, right? Like I think a couple of plays that are not Lamar Jackson plays switch up, and they can they be in they're in the Super Bowl here, and so. That's that's where I find this this to be tough. He absolutely did not play up to the entirety of his standard, and that's fair. If you want to knock him on that, I won't stop. Because because but cause I don't I don't view him all that different. Because you'll in knock this game. we'll we'll knock somebody, but we're not saying that someone else is technically better because they weren't even in that spot. Some of these guys haven't even made it to that spot, so they're still ahead of a lot of guys. But we're comparing them to the Mahomes because they've won MVPs. So we're comparing them to the Aaron Rodgers that have won MVPs. And the Josh Allen's like that's the comparison level. So when we say someone didn't do well or isn't in that, that we're not saying they're bad. We're just saying they're not one or two. Now they're three or four. So it just depends on the scale that you're graded. You are graded harder because you are a former MVP. You are the number one seed. You are finna win MVP this year. So you're graded on a harder scale. Now let's move on to the next quarterback. Let's go to that boy Jared Goff out there in um, Detroit. I view him about the same as I did going into the season. I, I think he's a okay. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he is right in that five to ten range ish. I don't think he is a world beater. I don't know. I don't. Would you say he's a game elevator? Like having him on the field just makes your team better instantly. I don't know if I'm ready to put him there. I think he is good. <sighs> yeah, he he feels like the. He feels like the right level level of game manager, and I, you know, now we have to get into the game manager conversation. But like, I think he operates within the system that you have in front of him, and he's really good at doing that with the right protection. And mm-hmm. so I thought, I mean, I, I view him a little bit better after the run of this. I'll, season. I'll say a little bit better because I, I, I mean, I gave obviously I did not give him enough credit for what was happening in the Sean McVay uh, with the Sean McVay Rams. Yeah. And obviously, I could look at the way that Sean McVay seemingly tried to discard him in order to get a better quarterback um, to try and get them over. And you can see the ways in which that did change the way that they played. But I have to have an appreciation for the the, the height that he plays in the style that I, he plays I, with. I'll agree with that because yeah. I, I picked the Rams to beat the Lions in the first round. I thought the, Ly- I thought the Rams were going to win that game and the Lions beat them. So I have to give Goff credit where credit's due. Played a lot, a lot better than I thought he would, especially in big moments. But he's not like, oh my gosh, just a top three quarterback because he made it to the NFC Championship. Yeah, and I mean that's that was I think I, it starts from us having like a fairly appropriate evaluation of mm-hmm. him, and again, probably underselling him a little bit on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to speak for you. Yeah. Now we get to the one oh, that gosh. the one that is polarizing, I guess. Yeah, he's to say. probably the most polarizing guy to talk about right now. Uh, Brock Purdy. Do you view him differently um, after another performance where he does he does what is needed to be done for that team to get through uh, from his perspective? There's no right answer to this, and I think he's, <laughs> I, I, he's like, let's start with the fact that don't jump me, there, right? I, I think you put it perfectly last time we we're on the air. You said, and you might have said this off air or on air. I can't remember. Correct me. You said that this game gave. Both sides of the conversation is something to argue for yeah, with Brock it, Purdy. He did, he did enough just to, so, like, everybody can become more entrenched in their positions, right? If, if you wanted to view Brock Purdy as there it is, right? Like, there's the flaw. There were, there were definitely some of those in there. And if you wanted to be like, Brock Purdy, you know, he, he gets it done, winner, all those things. Like, both of the, the games that the Niners have played in the playoffs, they both of them have been in those circumstances where so he has done I, those. I, I think I'm at the spot where, man – I'm not the biggest Brock Purdy fan, 
and kind of who I maybe really thought he was that kind of got exposed in that Ravens game. We saw a little bit of it in the playoffs where he has his moments where he's a little inconsistent, high on passes, low on passes, gets rattled by the blitz. Sometimes the coverages can mess him up. He still is a second-year quarterback, and to have those be down by 17 at half, and at the end of the day, you can talk about the defense, you can talk about the Lions choking. Brock Purdy still got to make some throws, and he made throws when throws mattered. That that one to Jawan Jennings where he flipped it over and he caught it with the one hand. Like, he was making some pretty um, off-script plays. He had a couple where he was getting sacked and kind of threw the guy off and threw it to, I think, Kyle Juszczyk on the sideline. So, oh, the toe tap? Yeah. God, so a, They got wide bodies I, out here doing I, toe I, taps. I, 2024 is crazy. I, I, I wanted to be clear. I am not saying Brock Purdy is a top-five quarterback and build around him, and he's just the best quarterback that's ever graced the I game. Heard top, I heard Brock Purdy's elite. Is that what you heard, Ross? Because I heard him say Brock Purdy's elite. Definitely came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But I do think Brock Purdy has a little bit of that. Kind of, He kind of just has a little bit of that it factor. A little bit. A little bit of that it factor because this is what back-to-back Super Bowls or NFC Championships? NFC Championships because they lost to the Eagles last year. So back-to-back NFC Championships obviously make it to the Super Bowl this year. And at some point, we have to give credit to the quarterback behind it. I mean, we talk about the talent around him and all that good stuff, but He's still the one throwing him the ball, so I, I'm not going to say Brock Purdy's the best ever, but I'm going to give him his credit. He's playing a little bit better in clutch moments, big playoff moments than I thought he would. Yeah, this entire year has been a I need to be able to release my priors year for Brock Purdy for me particularly, and I think for a lot of folks. And, I mean, I saw Brock Purdy at Iowa State a good amount because I'm sick of the watches, that type of stuff. And, I mean, he always struck me as, you know, good college quarterback, not an NFL guy, though. But the thing, you know who never thought that? Brock Purdy. And it's very evident, right? Like that there if if there's nothing else, there's a belief within himself of exactly his capabilities. That man got into the football or got into that game and when he needed to make plays, the ways in which he jumped to go and begin making those plays. I'm not even talking about like the the outcomes. The willingness and like the obvious belief that exists within him to go do that. Hey man, Brock Purdy ain't no fast dude. The way that he took off running, he believed that he was a fast dude, or yeah. at least like he gave the. And I have to appreciate when it's whatever is asked of him, even if you could say that, like, hey man, there's a lot of talent here and they're the ones that, you know, really dictate the aptitude of this team and how high they can get. When at whatever is asked of him, he steps into it and he does it with a level of like confidence. That absolutely helps us get done, and he he is able to get it done. Like, he he throws the ball where it needs to be most of the time. I was thoroughly impressed with his feel for the game and the ways in which he pulled the ball down and ran when he needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, that that really impressed me for some reason. And so I have to give him his credit. I have to have a better appreciation for what he is doing. Because, I, again, I, it's one of those things when it comes to quarterbacks, I often, you know, we, we often try and do this without, like, outside of the context of their teams, and it's going to be necessary when we start talking about, okay, in a vacuum, when we start talking about contracts, those types of things. But he is in that context, and within that context, he's getting it done consistently, and there, there's clearly a level of belief. Like, one thing that you have to talk about when you talk about Kyle Shanahan and his quarterbacks, I remember a Super Bowl with uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. I was just thinking that. Where it was very evident that Kyle, Mahan, uh, Kyle Shanahan did not trust his quarterback to throw the football. I haven't entirely seen that. I haven't seen that with Brock Purdy, and that says something. I love how split this is. We can see it literally on the fan text, back-to-back text. From the 817, Purdy is fixing to lay an egg. From the 940, the very next text, making a Super Bowl doesn't automatically make you a good quarterback. The next text from the 214, Purdy deserves to be taken seriously. The next text from the 214, Purdy on a rookie deal is top five. 
But then they say, oh, once he gets paid, he's mid. Oh, I didn't even say right? that word. Once he gets paid, he's going to be mid. And yeah. I think I actually think a lot of those kind of exist in that same place where, yeah, I, I agree with the idea the person said that Purdy deserves to be taken seriously. I think a lot of people have talked about him within the context of Mr. Irrelevant. But at this point, you just got to be like, yo, NFL quarterback, what's happening here? And within that, he is operating like an NFL quarterback. And I mean, I think that that's that is something that I have I have definitely grown to respect this year. And it only grew just I, just that much when it comes I, to the, the NFC. Championship I think game. his bad plays are highlighted so much. Like sure. when, when he had the dropped interception in the by the uh, Lions player. And he's had a lot of dropped interceptions, he has. I will say. Right. Yes. But that's that's kind and, of the game in some ways. And adjusted EPA. That has all the dropped interceptions, receiver drops. He still ranks third in the league through the whole season, postseason included. He ranks number three in the league. With all those accounted, drop, dropped interceptions, his players dropping passes, yards after catch, still ranks third. I don't like to believe it. Got to do some bigger, <laughs> more deep, more de- dive deeping in that, but um, he's he's figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, man. Props to that man for getting getting his job done in the way that he needed to. So shout out to Brock Purdy. Um, let's get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Those are That's how we look at uh, Lamar, uh, Jared Goff, and Brock Purdy after this uh, championship weekend of games. Uh, all that's left is the Super Bowl, right? Yep. Um, coming up next, let's answer some questions for the non-Super Bowl teams, all the teams that lost, including your Dallas Cowboys. We do that next on The Fan. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, we got Ross Lebinski on the ones and twos. Thank you for rolling with us on this Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. You can always get involved with the program on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Um, where from the 806, this person says, Purdy is not a talented quarterback, but he is a really good game manager. He seems to have the it factor, but having the coach and talent around him helps him a lot. That's one perspective. Whereas someone from the 214 said, seemed like to me in the second half, when it counted, he put them on his back, head first, never slid, looked like pretty much he willed them to win, running, throwing, pounding his chest. Really pains me to say it, but he was impressive on his way to the effing Super Bowl. So there you go. Some different perspectives on yeah. how, how they view Brock Purdy as we were talking I about saw the, someone, the different quarterbacks. Someone said, does Purdy already have more playoff wins than Dak? And the answer would be yes. Purdy yeah. has four, Dak has two. Uh, but, the, I mean, this is where I bring up the fact that, like, I do not view this game through the context of like quarterback wins, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you feel free, to, if you feel that way, I guess you can go ahead and do give that. me Brock Purdy and we go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> LOL, it's a joke, guys. Calm down, it's a joke. As we move along, there. I mean, obviously the Cowboys not going to be there. The I mean, neither are the Ravens. <sighs> yep. Neither are we the all, Packers. We're all in the same spot, the, baby. <laughs> that was, I mean, if that makes you feel better, go for that. But ultimately, like a lot of teams, twelve teams in total, did not make. The Super Bowl. Uh, let's answer a, a question for each of those. Um, this comes courtesy of Stephen Ruiz at the Ringer. Always a shout out, Stephen. Always a good read. Um, so there's a big question for each of these teams. Let's kind of do a choose your you know choose your own adventure here. Okay, I like you, this. You tell me a team. I'll I will give you the question. We'll work through it. How's that work? Yep. Okay. My my thing is I wonder how far I'm gonna cl- click a team and you're gonna have to scroll to the bottom. Oh no, I'm just going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search. Okay, I'm going to pull the, pull the uh, curtain back. When I do this, I then just find it in page. Have Let's, you ever just control F? Control F, there my you go. favorite friend. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, we got to work smarter, control not harder. Control F, darn, darn crazy. Okay, let's go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, the they Buccaneers. Made the, they made the playoffs. Do they re-sign and build around Baker Mayfield is ultimately the question. I'm right? going to say yes. 
Okay, re-sign him, yes. Build around him ends up being an interesting question because I feel like there's a way to split the difference. Build around is crazy, but re-sign, yes. And that, that, and I think that ends up being the case, right? Uh, Ruiz writes, Mayfield experienced a career revitalization in 2023 under offense coordinator Dave Canales and led the Bucks to an NFC South division title and a postseason win and uh, a one-year sample size of the borderline league average drop-back efficiency under a good play caller when you talk about um, you know, when he went to L.A., uh, pro- or uh, not when he went to L.A., in Buc- with the Buccaneers, probably isn't enough to break the bank on a contract to keep him in Tampa. So the contract circumstance, probably going to be uh, advisable. Uh, Bucks must soon decide whether to pay Mayfield, who last season uh, was on a bargain price one-year deal. It's reasonable to expect Mayfield will garner considerable interest on the free agent market, given the dearth of quarterback talent around the league. So what should Tampa do? Dearth. Yeah, a lot. You say dearth? Dearth, that's right. Kick the financial can down the road and use the franchise tag on Mayfield? Sign him to a Daniel Jones-level extension? Daniel got money, though. 40, right? 40 mil? Yeah, four, four uh, for 160, I believe, yeah. was the deal. Uh, I think you keep Baker. I think that's step one. Mike Evans looks like he's out the door. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think they can still contend. I don't think they're just, mm, they might fall off because that, that whole defense is old and free agent. Yeah, it's, they, it's tough for them. They they had a lot of talent still left over from the runs that they made um, when you had Tom Brady come through as well. I'm interested in seeing, I, I don't know, can they build around uh, Baker Mayfield? But I guess the question then becomes, like, when you view Baker Mayfield, do you view him as, like, an average quarterback in the league, slightly above average? I would average say slightly above average based on how he played this year. I would say around the, closer to that 15 than that 20 mark this year. This year. This year. And that's all, that's all we have to go off of. Someone yeah. said, "Let him go." From the two and four, yeah, they say, "Let him go." I, I think if if you do not have to like fully commit to building around him, I I think that keeping him is a good idea. But like a four year contract ends up being a, a real interesting proposition because you're committing yourself to what you know to him for a while. But may, maybe like Daniel Jones does speak to you in a way and kind of showing you the ways that teams are like, look, knowing what we got matters okay. rather than just kind of going into the into that other play space so next there we go. team that i want to know how they fix is the buffalo bills okay the buffalo bills um let me see is it is, is it stefan diggs is he part of this is there anything anything more that they can actually do to beat patrick Mahomes? is that what it says yeah that's actually <laughs> the question <laughs> Get healthy, I guess. They were pretty unhealthy on defense. Josh Allen's uh, cap hit's about to jump, right? Oof. You talk about that. Um, they they really did a lot to try and bolster this roster. One of the tough things about it is they gave Von Miller that big deal, and he did not end up doing things for them. Nothing. And so, like, that was, that was some of the big shot. And so you wonder the ways that they have gone up against the Chiefs. They've been close but no cigar, and it's going to get just a little thinner for them. Um. Yeah, obviously you can are hope they, that maybe they, you don't get hurt in the way that they did. Are they in cap the space hell? Um, I have to look at it, but I imagine that it's not going to be very pretty. I got y'all look up their cap space. Um. So yeah. Uh, you have to ask yourself, like, what more can you do for this circumstance to beat the Chiefs? Is there is there something, or is it just kind of waiting for the Chiefs to not exist in a place where they? You just They're hope, still really good because I mean this is like probably the worst version of the Chiefs that you've seen thus far, and uh, oh. unfortunately they weren't able to get there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the Bills are bad. I was trying to find the Bills on Sports Track on where their cap space are. I was scrolling. I was like, are they pulling up? League average is around eighteen million next year in cap space. 
they are the 30th at minus 51 million. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be some restructuring and all that good stuff. But just right now, where it sits, they are only two teams that are in a worse spot, and that's the Dolphins and the Saints. Do you, do you feel like there's anything they can do to get over the, the Chiefs, or does it just feel like this is their lot in life? Uh, yeah, you hope Patrick Mahomes goes to the NFC. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, you know, these, we, we talk about the ways in which, you know, dynasties are open or windows are open for a long time. These things oh. shift a little bit in, in wow. you know, over time, and I think that your best bet is just to kind of, like, give yourself more chances because you do have an, a quarterback of a certain caliber as well. And an attack that's usually good. Like it looks like you've broken into something with the offensive attack there. I think it's just giving yourself another shot. Because I mean, you've had very, very close shots there that you're just now, hoping that one thing you know goes your way. I guess. Back to Jerry Jones's. We're around the rim. We're close. This is a team that that's I wild. feel that I feel like is actually around the rim and actually does compete with the Chiefs. And it comes down to the final seconds. So all in is what you're saying? They, they are a team that I'm like, go all in. You're in cap space. Just whatever. Figure it out. In a way, they did go all in, though, right? Yeah, like In some ways. Vaughn. Now, what do you think about this theory from the 214? Their only chances of Josh Allen could take Taylor Swift away from Travis. Hey, man. Josh Allen's a good looking dude. Maybe got a chance. Maybe. Maybe. That might be. Hey, I don't, sometimes it's more than football. Okay. I don't know what you're alluding to in particular, but we'll move along. Um. Okay. Next. Nope. Oh. <laughs> We're not going there. Nope. Nope. Next nope, nope. team. Nope. Um. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. All they right. made the playoffs. I think they did make the playoffs, and they were very quickly jettisoned. How much of an upgrade are Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio over Brian Johnson and Sean Desai <sighs> and Matt Patricia? Vic Fangio is an upgrade. Kellen Moore is a downgrade. Personal opinion. <sighs> the tough thing about like the Kellen Moore portion or a lateral move. <laughs> I mean, Vic Fangio, I think I feel good about that yeah, move I agree. if you are the Philadelphia Eagles because why go get a, a Fangio acolyte when you can just get Fangio, mm-hmm. right? He was the dude who kind of has the defense that seems to be really, uh, you know, used across the league right now. Kellen Moore, I'm still not certain that, like, he's going to have – I, I want to see if he's capable of fitting what he does to the team that he has. Because that's a, that's a relatively unique quarterback that you have. And I don't know that the way that he has called plays in the past is just going to fit in nicely with what the Eagles have. And so I'm interested to see if he is capable in his, I mean, relatively early in his, you know, coordinating career. Although, like, you know, obviously he's gotten a few years under his belt at this point. If he's capable of of matching and, you know, putting together uh, an offense that fits what that team needs. But that's going to be a wildly interesting thing that is ultimately going to really be interesting two times next year. And really they, interesting two times next year narratively at the And they're least. right a little above league average in cap space at about $20 million currently. So they got some room to wiggle. Got a lot of young guys, especially on that defense. And then to be fair, right, we're talking about upgrade as opposed to just like, will he do well? Mm-hmm. And that offense really did bottom out. Right, like that yeah. that offense got real stagnant, it, real it bad. Go up, right? It looked like they had zero answers, and so I guess in in a way, if you do come with a place to, to a place where you have an an answer, that's something. Is Jalen that dude? Is the question for me? Someone text. Would you take Brock Purdy over Jalen Hurts? Ooh, ooh, that's. I'm Reggie's, not certain. Reggie's thinking, guys. He, he is not. <laughs> I am not sure. And, and that would have been such a surefire answer that this season. Kind of, that kind of scares me. And not necessarily scares, scares in the right word, but I guess 
I did not realize I had come that far on Brock Purdy. Congratulations to me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'm proud of myself would, would in the you, ways in which I've take, opened myself. Would up you take Kirk this. Cousins over Jalen Hurts? I uh, ooh. I'm also getting a little bit more respect for Kirk Cousins. Matthew Stafford over Jalen Hurts. Um, depend. Are we talking about like? Where they are right now, going forward, all those things. Not, not take age out of it because obviously Jalen Hurts is like ten years younger than him. But just right now, if you have to win your season, who do you think is the better quarterback? Would you feel more comfortable with Jalen Hurts in the center or Matthew Stafford? I probably feel better with Matt Stafford. Jared Goff. Nah. Okay, that's where it stops. And I feel bad that I said that because I really do have a great appreciation for Jared. Okay, Goff let's now. get into the Anyways, Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, right? Yep. Question is: Will Mike McCarthy have a plan for this postseason? Right. Obviously, all the things that have to do with this another 11 and 12 win season clearly does not matter. Division title doesn't matter. None of that matters, right? It's no longer enough for regular season stuff, right? It has right. to be it has to be a postseason thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think that Mike McCarthy has something for the offseason, a plan <laughs> for the offseason? The tough thing for me, right? And I think we were talking uh, about Do we this. look at them in a harder lens because we cover the Cowboys and we're somewhat Cowboys fans? Like, do you think people outside the Cowboys are like, man, y'all got a chance. Like, y'all are a good team. Or is it, are we more critical on the team than everyone else is? Buddy, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Like, everybody gets similar levels of coverage of the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. than you do here, Agreed. right? Because Agreed. they are such a national darling. Now, do they get, like, the same quality? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But, hey, it'd be like that sometimes. Um, no, I, I think that there's going to be a, just a little bit more harshness when you are closer to it, just in general. Mm-hmm. But I think there there's a decent amount of harshness all the way around, especially because there's a lot of people plotting on the on the downfall. Oh yeah, um, we gave them all the reasons to this season. And one of the things is I'm I'm not very hopeful that Mike McCarthy has a plan. I'm on the same for page as you. The postseason. One of the things that we were talking about off air is something that I've thought about a lot is a lot of the principles that Mike McCarthy has, like his offensive philosophy is one that has existed since 2007 yep say it again for the people i don't think they heard you yeah no i mean like this is mike mccarthy offense and it has existed since 2007 like one thing that he did do during the course of the season is he did add more uh some modern stuff a little bit of motions those types of things but as at its essence these are concepts that have been around since 2007 so one of the things that's tough about it is it's been around long enough that defensive coordinators have already solved the offense in a way, if you know what I'm saying. Like, they know what the what the responses are when you see certain things, right? Yeah. If, okay, they're trying to get to this, well, we know what the things that typically work in response to that yeah, are. And formation, and how can, guys are set up down and distance. We can oh. dial that. I, and those are some of the things that you can kind of, you know, vary up. And if you're creative, you can switch up, which they did do a little bit of that. But I think ultimately, like, just the concepts of what they're trying to do, where they're trying to attack, they're – we already kind of have ideas on how you try and get to those. And it's been long established in such a way that it feels like I don't, you have to be very, you have to be on your P's and Q's to a very high degree in order to get to a place where you have the schematic advantage. And we, what I felt like I've learned all through the postseason this year is that the schematic advantage matters a great deal. And, and you see these young guys coming in with new ideas, the Bobby Slokes of the worlds, the Munkins. That it catches defensive coordinators off off guard. I haven't seen this before. I haven't seen this variation of this before. And now all of a sudden, boom, the guy is wide open. Right, and I, I think that that makes you have to like, all right, we have to try things and we have to like be creative and innovative. Where I think you get to like, I can go check the book on what the response is to these some of these things. So. I think that Mike McCarthy is going to have to take like a real actual look at the system that he has, and I, I'm I'm not saying he has to like abandon it entirely, but you're going to have to be real intentional, and you can't have what you had this past year, where in the course of the season you're having to revert back to other things in order to make the offense work. 
you know. And so I don't know. I I I don't have belief, but ultimately they're gonna have to get out here and do this. From the eight one seven, McCarthy has no plan and is hoping the team can continue on talent. Um, I feel like I know the person that texted that in. Shout out, mom. Shout out, Miss Kim. Um, yeah, I mean it, it, that is kind of what it feels like that the talent you would think would be enough. You got pro bowlers everywhere. Can I tell you one of my frustrations? Go ahead. I've already gone long in the second. Go I ahead. apologize. Please. Your your best uh, player had to come over to you and be like, hey, can you give me the, uh, the football respectfully? Yep. That didn't engender a lot of a lot of uh, belief in mm-hmm. me over the course of this. But you know what? That's that's the question that they have to solve. Um, this offseason going into next season, the Dallas Cowboys. Will Mike McCarthy have a plan for the postseason? Because it's all about the postseason now. Literally, you have nothing more to prove in the regular season and nobody cares about it. Postseason or bust. Super Bowl or bust. All-star special from Waffle House. We got the menu. What? All-star special from Waffle House. Oh, okay, I got you. I was like... The menu? Yeah. I, I, it took me a second. I was like, where did that come from? We just... Because I am hungry. Like, I will go to Waffle House. But we got another hour of show to do. Uh, and coming up <laughs> next on that hour of show, we'll do a little sharing time. Maybe we'll talk about Waffle House. You never know. Yep. Do it next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. To get right right here on 105 through the fan, Reginald Datatula, Blake Elliott. Yes, Sersky. Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. Thank you guys for rolling with us on this Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. Um, Mavs obviously with the night off. Stars on the all-star break. Uh, if you're incl- so inclined to college basketball, we've got plenty of that, including uh, the Big 12 where it feels like it's impossible to win, it, uh, win on the road. And thus... Uh, number 25-ranked TCU got a win over number 15-ranked Texas Tech. Man, college basketball season, it's, it's right about, we're right about in the thick of it as we, as we head towards March Madness. We no, only got a month till we, till we're there. Nothing beats that uh, HBCU game we were watching the other night. Uh, who was Alcorn playing? State, Bethune-Cookman. Oh, man, it was getting riveting here oh, on the 11th floor. I was watching that game. So, you think basketball's good? Watch some HBCU basketball. For all uh, fans of Big 12 basketball specifically, um, so TCU just beat Texas, as you just mentioned. Well, TCU tech. also, right, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Tech. Uh, TCU also hosts Texas this Saturday, so a big week for the Horn Frogs. Yeah, Texas gets Baylor tomorrow. Yes, sir! So, or uh, maybe Thursday. I'll have to double-check my my uh, facts on that. But, yeah, we got some uh, 
some real college basketball things going on uh, all the way around and also in the Metroplex. Right now, it's time to do a little sharing time, Blake. Do you have anything or would you like me to go first? Um, I usually don't have it, but we, we usually make it work. So you can you can start it off. I'm sure I start talking about condiments at some point. I, I hope not, considering where we're starting here. Um, you got more uh, turkey meat for me? I'm going to need you to cut that one up for me. Just uh, go ahead and grab that. With pleasure. My mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is something I saw earlier today. And I was very perplexed. Like I, have, I have many questions about it. And so we're just going to go through this together. As this is uh, from... Lily Lake uh, in Sturgeon County in Canada, in Alberta, Canada, where the uh, the Mounties, as they like to call them, mm-hmm. are asking the public for help after a 500-pound taxidermy bear, polar bear at that, okay, was stolen from a resort. Uh, how do you? That's yes. How do one you... of the questions. I, I... One of the questions. Okay. Now let's let's workshop this. How do you steal a polar bear? I'm thinking forklift. I'm thinking Ford F-150. It's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight on this polar bear. Um, So apparently it happened last week, January 22nd. They received a report of a breaking and entering Mm -hmm. um, at the Lily Lake Resort Mm -hmm. on Lily Lake Road in Sturgeon County of Alberta. Police were told that someone had gained entry into the resort and stole a 500-pound taxidermy polar bear with police attaching a photo to their uh, whatever their release was. Now, Blake, I'm going to show you a polar bear. I'm going to show you this picture. Okay. I want you to do your best to describe to the listening audience that's, what it, what what the image is that my, I am showing. It's my best talent. Okay, okay here, we, here go. we go. Can you see can you see that? Do okay, I need to see okay it? guys. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. So, we have a polar bear that is about mm, 15 feet tall, I'm guessing. Well, it's 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 on a Can you see it's on a pedestal? It's on, right? it's like, on a pedestal. It's and it's, how high off the ground is that? It looks pretty high. It looks pretty high. It's white, it's fluffy. Those are polar bears, yes. It, it's got its paws forward, face forward. Um, it look it looks just think of Jokic, three Jokic's standing on top of each other. I think it's the best <laughs> way to describe what's going on yeah, right here. The, the polar bear, taxidermy polar bear, again, five hundred pounds, mind you, but um, standing on its hind legs yep. upright, and it is like it is mounted, or when it was mounted, it is mounted probably a good eight feet in yeah. the air, like yeah. on on a podium, eight feet in the air. It looks like a big shelf. Yeah. So like it's up there and back, and so museum esque. Who is getting this five hundred pound uh, polar bear off the top of this shelf? Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Let's be thieves for a second. How are we getting this? So first, we got we got to get a a Tonka truck, right? Like, but the thing about it is, I don't think that they said that anybody like ran through the side of the building. Also, so no Batman Dark Knight bus going through the side of the. Yeah, bank. that's that's the thing. Is like, so you use normal doors. And then who climbed up there? I imagine there's some bolts involved, right? Like uh, you had to bring some tools. Okay, so what what tool would be best for that? I feel like a ratchet set is what I'm guessing. Uh, it takes too long. It takes way too long. We need some automatic. Oh, you you you've got this is like gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've we got to do it. We can't be in there forever. I'm sure there's there's probably lasers in there. Now, I don't I don't know that there's la- like you've got this is now Mission Impossible where they're they're out here like uh, or like what was that Ocean's Twelve where you had uh, lasers and people I, are like I, I'm doing thinking all sorts the of- Pentagon is falling type beat. We all we right. got to get out of there. Um. All right. So apparently the resort. This is not the first time this happened at the resort. Oh. <laughs> where in August of last year, when two taxidermied raccoons were stolen, the Mounties released a photo of that as well. 
and these are these are the taxidermy raccoons. But apparently, okay. someone in Alberta knows knows the spot to get the to get the taxidermy animals, and so, that is this resort. And see, that's what I was gonna say. Obviously, the hit is out there on the on the dark web that this place is gettable. That the hit is out there. It's this, definitely gettable. And this it's is the gettable place to, to the point where you can go up in an, like an uncomfortable position. And pull down a 500-pound bear. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. is It would make a little sense if it was like, all right, it's like an 80-pound taxidermy bear. I feel like you can carry that, right? Yeah. You can or make like that a, work. like a deer head or something, right. you know? Like, something like that. They wanted the whole kahunas. It they wanted a, everything. It is a full, probably like seven-foot-tall, 500-pound taxidermy bear. How the hell did y'all get this out of here? Now, now I have a question for y'all. If, say you wanted this, say this is your thing and you wanted this, and you knew you weren't going to get caught. There's no way you could get caught. But... There is a slight chance that Night of the Museum is going to happen and this polar bear is going to come no alive. No chance. Not <laughs> at all. Nope. <laughs> what you do? I don't play like that. We'll say there's a 15% chance. That's but say way this too your high. thing. You love polar bears. You want this really bad. Because obviously we wouldn't do it because we don't care that much about polar bears. But say I mean, this I is your thing. I wouldn't say I don't care about polar bears. But would you do this? Would you do this? No. Okay. Not but at all. Let's say. Well, now, I, I Let's say it's a Lombardi. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care for the trophy that much. Okay. It's a million dollars. Now we're talking. But it also can come alive and turn, and turn into, into a polar, into a polar bear. bear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you taking that chance? Um, 15% chance it turns into a polar bear and rips you to shreds. That's really, that's I don't I don't love those chances, and, but I feel like. And it might do it when you're at the door. It might do it while you grab it and it's in your hands. You don't know. You don't know. Just when, at any point in time that you have the million what, dollars in my turn. What's this the guy is, from Night Museum? What's the main, Ben Stiller? That is the actor, yes. Yeah, you never that's know correct, when yeah. Ben Stiller is going to activate it. And boom. I'm very, we've gone down. I'm very confused as to where you've taken me. I would like to reverse back oh, to the text line. Someone said inside job. It feels like it has to be, right? Because, like, not only are you breaking and entering, but then you're also having to find a way to get to this, uh, you know, get all of the, the, well, I guess not the, the raccoons are not easy or difficult to get out of here, but get this polar bear out of here. It does feel like a little bit of an inside job. And also, I don't know if this is, like, the value on the street or anything. Mm-hmm. However, the estimated cost of the taxidermy animals $35,000. Whoa! I'm just like, I didn't realize the taxidermy was like, was moving like now, that. I didn't realize it was that much so, money so, to get to get this done. So you're thinking black market. You're not thinking they want it in their house. Oh, I have no idea, right? Like, I'm just saying that that's what it, I was surprised to learn this note from the story that I was reading mm-hmm. that you can get as 35 grand to get these Yikes, taxidermies man. done. Uh, I don't know if you could sell them for those. I have no idea. I'm I'm assuming this person loves polar bears. And it was an inside job. Don't forget that I don't know if it's the same person. We can't necessarily uh, assume that. Let's just say it is. But, I mean, not more than, what, five months ago, (laughs) a couple of taxidermy raccoons were stolen from the exact same place. Like, it it fits the M.O., right? How many people are out here looking for taxidermy animals? I can't imagine it's a lot. I cannot imagine it's a lot. And if it is, I will be shocked, I tell you shocked okay well that bleeds into my sharing time perfectly okay i'm sorry i thought i took too much of the time you let's see if we can get your sharing time what would you do if one billion dollars hit your account tonight after work i'm sending it i i am i am calling the bank and telling them to come get this okay because people don't lose a billion dollars and not come looking for it and so if you if you do the thing where you're like oh well let me spend this real quick buddy Whenever they come looking for that money and you don't got all of it, you better hope that they're nice Let, about it. Let's just say uh, Mark Cuban S, where all the employees got a raise. And oh yeah, well, see that's a, that's a different thing about like here. That's that's somebody you know rightfully let's, giving me. Let's say it's rightfully. Okay, given. cool, cool, cool. One, one like, Billy, one Billy hits your account tonight. Yeah, 
What, what's your first couple steps? I hate this question because my answer is never fun. Go, go ahead. My answer is like pay down invest. debt. Like pay. No, not even invest. We're not getting to. We're getting to neutral first. <laughs> I got to pay down debts. Okay. Right. Like that's, so you're paying all your debts. You're debt free. That's right. Okay. What's next? More TVs. More TVs. Is there a specific size that you've been looking at? Like oh yeah. A, see, I already have in my mind what I want to do is I want to I want to like get four big TVs all put together to be, to them. make an EV, even bigger TV. Yep. So if I need to, I can have four individual TVs. But then if we sync them all up, we can have one really and, big. And TV. you got you one Billy. Me? So you're you not. S- you're you not. See, you see the vision. You're not getting the ones with the black lines in. The no, 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 no. We you're, we you're doing going, this up. You're doing the nice one. Actually, I should probably start by getting a different abode. Like before we put up the TVs, that's probably fair. I should I should do a. Like a, a downtown penthouse suite or something. Like we gotta we gotta do this. You know what the best part is of you making that money too? If you do get that set up, you don't have to sweat a drop. It is taken care of for you. You just hire someone. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I think I think I'm going I'm I can't buy the Cowboys. Helicopter. That's not enough. Helicopter. Uh I'm thinking jet ski. Can you think of just all the traffic you avoid? With the helicopter, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm too scared to fly like that. Okay, I, I don't know if I do a helicopter. I okay. would ma- maybe a higher driver. That'd be nice. I like driving though. I do too, but if I didn't have to, that'd be nice. I'm hiring a driver in a Rolls Royce, um, sitting in the back with the curtains like Rick Ross. Um, I'm getting, oh. I'm getting a jet ski. <laughs> that was a great. I'm getting a jet ski. I'm, I'm hiring on it. I'm hiring Please a personal it. chef. Actually, oh, that's, that's number one. Good answer. I'm hiring a personal good chef. Good answer. I ain't never got to cook. I love that. I ain't never got to cook ever, and I have it. I have it filleted for me every night. Um, nah, that's a great answer. Is there any sports team you're buying? Uh, probably not for Billy. Would you buy a F1 car? No. I don't. I personally don't care enough about F one for that to be worth. So you're going. You're so the first. Honestly, like helicopter. again, the dork that I am. Like I'm. I'm probably once we get to neutral, I'm trying to make other lives better. So uh-huh. like I'm probably then spreading this around, whether it's like donations to various oh, causes. Oh, look at Reggie. I'm- Again, nobody wants He's to hear. He's donating to charity. I want you to understand. I'm not happy saying that because I understand everybody's rolling their eyes. I don't. I. I know. I. I. I hear it too. He's rolling I his eyes too. <laughs> I get it. Sorry. Uh, it's to get right right here on 105 through the fan. That's our sharing time. Uh, coming up next, we get you your headlines on this evening, including a little bit of college basketball news as uh, Texas Texas or TCU rather defeats Texas Tech. We'll do all that next on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.